Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome back to more to it. The show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude. Oh, man. I wish I could say I'm feeling good, even though we're going to have a good show. Great show. Your boy, man, let me just tell y'all, football hurts. <laughs> boy, I'm starting to feel the consequences of all the pain I inflicted. And I endured, man. But you know how we start off with every show with, what's up with that dude? Well, my trick knee is what's up with that dude, man. I've been going to therapy a few weeks on this knee, therapy for a few months on my neck and my back, and it's not getting much better, bruh. I'm just not going to lie to y'all. You know how everybody walks around here and says, yo, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Even though he owed a tax man. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Even though he just got laid off. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I just broke up with my girl. I ain't going to lie to (laughs) y'all. I am hurting. My knee is not giving me the confidence to keep up with MJ and my little girls. That's going to be a problem. So recently went to the doctor. He's like, look, you got two torn meniscus, uh, both knees, got the PCL, the Lamar Jackson. You're hurting right there, big dog. But then what I really got is just, to me, a bad, bad knee. But he's like, nah, you got something worse than that. It ain't even a knee. I'm like, damn, this knee hurt. He like, it's that hip. Oh, I'm like, I'm going to get the Shannon Sharp. He like, yep. He's like, sooner or later, hopefully later, you're going to need another one. And they got all this new medicine and it's outpatient surgery now. So it doesn't take forever. So maybe it's going to go down like that, y'all. But my knee and my hip are broke down. And I blame you, football even though football has done much more for me than I ever did for the game of football. Still took a chunk of flesh with it. Other than that, came home, you know, little man had his basketball lessons, trying to get his confidence back up in his dribbling. And I've noticed it. It's all the players at his age, at this level, in this league especially, because the way they play defense, if you can dribble, the whole team attacks you, and it's really like four on one, and then everybody else on your team is open, but these kids so young, they can't pass. They are using up all their memory to dribble, and the ones that can dribble good, fine, but then pass it. You got triple team, quadruple team. They ain't passing it. They trying to dribble out of it, and it just turns into scrums. So my son 
just like all the kids I talked to, they start to lose their confidence because they can't make plays. They can't just navigate through it. Fast breaks, of course. But when it's just like a slowdown, just a normal possession, oh, that half-court defense attacks. <laughs> and them little kids can't get off it, man. So it's kind of funny. And I, every time I'm sitting there losing my voice, as usual, hey, they're open over there, but they can't even see over it. They can't even figure it out. It's just hilarity. So my boy... Because I know he can dribble, and he dribbles well in games. Let me not overstate this. But at the same time, let's do what we do. I always tell him a game is nothing but a practice against people you don't practice against. So don't be tripping on no games. Let's go in there, show them who we are. Other than that, I'm building my foundation. That's going great. Meeting at the meeting, text and email after that. Coordinating this, getting that, getting a donor list going. Looking forward to you guys supporting this. As I show you the work, proof of concept, you'll obviously know. But go to projecttransition.org, projecttransition.org to see what we've been working on already. Amazing. But it's scary building stuff, man. It's different than football. Because when you're building yourself up in football, you got a scoreboard, right? You got yard markers. You got teammates. You got opponents. You got yards. You got sacks. You know what you're doing. You know how well you're performing. You got metrics. When you're building something before you actually fully take it out for public consumption, it's a lot of conceptualizing, right? No scoreboard in there. Or you think there is one. Oh, they going, oh, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to hurt them. The market's in trouble. But the marketplace dictates. So you got to wait for everything to come together before you fully realize how much you're balling. And speaking of balling, let's get into the show right now. My man Gary Payton II showed his heart while nearly losing his stomach was the headline. Hilarious. We saw what happened last night, Gary Payton II. Me on the group text, my boys. It's so funny. We watch games now, and literally, you're the asshole if you're not the one on group text. You're the bad guy if you're not on Twitter responding to your replies and comments, right? It's like, dog. Can I just watch the game? And I am so old school. I really like watching the game, but I also don't like being that guy. So I hit my boys back. But they were like, yo, where Gary Payton second go? And it was funny because he stayed in the game through a defensive possession, even as he appeared to have a mouthful of vomit. Y'all heard me. In the first quarter of the Warriors game. At first, I thought he, you know, I thought the cheeks were going to release. I was like, he got a boo boo. <laughs> I was like, he's about to go. Been there before, but nah, it wasn't that. So he was mysteriously seen wandering off the court. When the Warriors got the ball, you could just see him go to the side, right? Then you zoom in, you can see his cheeks <laughs> expanded to indicate that, um, yeah, I got to let this out, right? So apparently Draymond Green did not realize that. <laughs> he ran down the court well, on a four on five and passed the ball right out of bounds, right to the Lakers coach. <laughs> he was like, where are you? Damn, dog, you didn't tell me you had to throw up. Where you at? So that's how that played out. And it was funny because this just took me places, right? Man, it took me to first. I grew up so broke that I didn't get diagnosed for everything that I was actually enduring. Like everything that was happening to me, I didn't know. I knew I had asthma. I knew I had uh, bronchitis. My first month of life was spent in the hospital. So I didn't know it, but everyone told me that. I knew I was allergic to penicillin, okay? But a lot of other things kind of slipped through the cracks, let's just say. And exhibit A, my acid reflux. So I never knew what acid reflux was until I was in my 30s, until I met my wife, basically. But 
I used to eat, and especially tacos. Y'all know me. I love me some tacos with ketchup. I sit there with my sister, pound 10 of them, 10 DS, and then I got to that one, and then next thing I know, I got a taco back in my mouth, for real. (laughs) Growing up, I thought I had a superpower. No one told me what that was. No one told me to stop doing it, that I was letting acid go right back up my throat, which is in part why my voice goes so easily, in part why I had to have vocal cord surgery. I had acid going up right here all my life. But I used to eat, especially a good meal, oh, especially when you ain't got that much money, so you know you got meatloaf, boring, uh, fish sticks, I kinda like fish sticks, so I used to kill the fish sticks. Tacos, oh, mama, love you. Burgers, yes, mama, yes. And then she messed around, give me that broil fish again. Oh, boring. I never used my acid reflux for that. But I used to sit at the dinner table and right back down. Crazy, right? Never knew what it was. But that took me back because it used to happen in games. So I'm in the NFL and my teammates are freaking out. They're like, dog, what's wrong with you? You nervous? Oh, sorry ass. Ivy League, Columbia ass. <laughs> you ain't ready for the pros, fool. I was like, no, dog. I don't know what it is because I didn't know. I didn't know it was acid reflux. Wasn't telling the trainers. Trainers didn't give a damn. It wasn't a hamstring or ACL. So I didn't even respond and say, nah, dog, I got acid reflux. I actually thought it was nerves. And I was like, I'm fine with it. All I did was get a cup, spit it in there. I'm ready to play. Maybe it happened again at halftime sometimes. But point being, every single game I played in NFL, because I'm getting riled up, getting ready, getting ready. Pre-game meal, no matter what it was, here you go again, right? Crazy, right? But the other thing that used to happen was how when we were in the conditions in the game, if you had to pee, woo. Sometimes you can make it to the sideline, get the two towels in the Gatorade cup. Y'all seen that before. Dude sitting there facing, <laughs> facing the game. And you're like, why is he just standing there with two towels side by side? Oh, he leaking. But the craziest one is when you're playing in those rain games. And in those rain games, you ain't got to hit the sideline. Let's just say that. <laughs> like, you already wet. You just let it go. And I did that in Miami one time. I let it go. I was like, I don't give a damn. The only thing about it is you start itching. <laughs> and then you think, damn, this is bad because I'm tackling these fools and I know just getting splashed with uh, my number one. <laughs> so I've been there before Gary Payton II. Uh, it was crazy to watch it, though, because you just couldn't hold it. I was like, damn, dog. But who wants to throw up and then swallow their own throw up? Feeling amazing other than my knee and my hip. And boy, I'm feeling better than Bob Huggins is right now because he is apologetic as he should be as they always are, whether it's sincere or not. He used the anti-gay slur on air on radio. We know who he is. Do we? Do we not? West Virginia University basketball coach who interviewed on Cincinnati radio station Monday during their appearance on the show, Huggins was asked about his former in-city rivalry with Xavier during his time as the Cincinnati coach from 89 to 2005. A lot of y'all weren't even born, damn it. Any school that can throw rubber penises on the floor and then say they didn't do it, my God, they can get away with anything, Huggins said in the interview. Okay, so far, you know, you're going towards the line, but you ain't crossed no line yet. Penises is not necessarily what you want to hear from a college coach. Uh, But at the same time, he's like, hey, I ain't there anymore. But Cunningham then responded and said, I think it was transgender night, wasn't it? Hmm. Man, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I get caught off of this. So y'all help me in the comments. 
I don't remember it being national conversation or pervasive to talk about transgenders in 1989 all the way to 2005. To me, it feels like it's something of recent history. But every time I say that, people always correct me and say, nah, nah, back then. But I don't know about that one, Bob. I don't know if you're going the right direction now. I see the line. Your toes are right on it. What it was was all those Fs. And I'm not going to say the word out of respect, even though I grew up saying the word. Matter of fact, I grew up being called the word more than anything because I hated to fight. I didn't act tough and I was a nerd. So F word was my nickname. He said what it was was all those Fs, those Catholic Fs, I think. Ooh, then added, he ain't done. Now, now he don't know where to line at, but it's way behind him. (laughs) They were envious. They didn't have one which appeared to be a reference to his earlier comments about objects that had been thrown onto the court. Basically, they didn't have penises, he's saying. Woo! Okay, you ready for this? Apology statement at 5.21 p.m. Eastern Time. (laughs) Yes, yes, it came fast, came in hot. Quote, earlier today on a Cincinnati radio program, I was asked about the rivalry between my former employer, the University of Cincinnati, and his crosstown rival, Xavier University. You know you in trouble when you gotta say all of these statements with that much matter of fact before you even get to your apology. You gotta name the entities, you gotta go out there and lay it out, foundation first. Boy, you in trouble. During the conversation, I used a completely insensitive and aberrant phrase that there is simply no excuse for and I won't try to make one here. Hmm. I deeply apologize to the individuals I have offended, as well as to the Xavier University community, the University of Cincinnati, and West Virginia University. Why not thank the whole East Coast and South? (laughs) Woo! These apologies crack me up, even when I had to say them. As I have shared with my players over my 40 years of coaching, oh, really, now we're going to go there, There are consequences for our words and actions, and I will fully accept anything coming my way. I am ashamed and embarrassed and heartbroken for those I have hurt. I must do better, and I will. Okay, Uh, let's. Should I do it right now? Yeah, I should do it right now. You know what PC culture has turned us into? Like plausible deniers. (laughs) Like... Because you can never question someone's motive. So everyone can always put their hands up and say, I said it. You believe me? So when you say it and then all of a sudden you stepped in it, you can say, well, I'm apologizing and I am heartbroken. And oh my God, I'm ashamed and embarrassed. And since you can't question his motives or you don't know his motives, he could just sit there and say, I deny ever feeling that way. It was just a misspoke. I just misspoke. I just had a bad time talking about something that I really didn't evolve into the conversation and evolve into having a more sensible discussion, right? You've heard that before, haven't you? Like the words we used to use, oh, I'm still using them. Oh, my bad. I should have let that word go. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of reminded me of Adrian Peterson. I always think about that because Adrian Peterson was using old school discipline, Old Testament discipline in the New Testament in the new school with his son, right? Now, he went too far either way, but he still was using some, I, My mama used to whip me like Adrian Peterson mama used to, like Adrian Peterson with his son, and nothing happened to my mama. 
But something happened to Adrian Peterson, and something's going to happen to Bob Huggins, right? It's like this plausible deniability. Like, ah, I didn't do anything. Oh, I did something. Oh, it kills me. It's crazy, right? Because he let it flow off his tongue. It's a radio interview. There is no pressure in a radio interview. They don't even get to see you. You could be picking your nose and talking and saying whatever you want to say. And this is what he said. Now, what did he say? The F word. Now, we know you can't say the F word right now. You're not supposed to say the R word right now. I know on the airplane, you're not even supposed to call them the S word. Stewardess. I say that one still. I'm in violation. Oh, my God. I'm so heartbroken for all the stewardesses and stewards out there. Like, what? Um, How do y'all feel about that? Like, words we used to use and you shouldn't use anymore. Obviously, the N word comes to mind. We've been talking about that on this show a lot, right? People used to use it, but it never had a sense of positivity to it. But now it does. F word never had a sense of positivity to it. I ain't feel good when they used to call me that. Right. But it was, I will say on the spectrum, it was almost like how the B word is now where people, girls use it to girls. Uh, Back in the days, everybody was using the F word for like negative issue, but they also was using it like kind of light, like you just soft. Like they were Kobe. Didn't Kobe get caught with this before? Like it was just like, Man, you just soft. So it wasn't on the extreme. That's the only thing that could save Bob Huggins. But let's also talk through this, right? You know, West Virginia, the athletic department denounced his remarks 20 minutes later on Twitter, uh, said his remarks were insensitive, offensive, and do not represent our university values. Yep. Uh, man, does not condone the use of such language and takes such actions very seriously. Here we go. Y'all ready? Dun, 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 dun. Every entity says this. And I know if you're the one in trouble, you're glad they say this. But y'all, come on, man. Be more sincere. Or at least come off as more genuine. The situation is under review (laughs) and will be addressed by the university in this athletic department. Another one. See how mad y'all are. See how many shows talk about it. See how many people are offended. Oh, not enough. Let it go. (laughs) It's simple as that. It's crazy. So is he going to get fired? Is this what crosses the line for Mr. Bob Huggins? Um, and if he doesn't get fired, what should happen? And will that be enough? Right? It's crazy. I was surprised by his comments just because he's an older guy, obviously, and he's coaching. So you're around young guys and being around those youngsters. Sometimes you pick up not only on their words, but their lexicon and their sensibilities. Like every time I'm around my daughter, she's like, dad, you can't do that. Dad, you can't say that. Dad. And I'm like, oh, oh, all right. But I did say it. (laughs) I did do it. So now him on a radio interview is when he left the F's off and, and the penises and transgender. I don't know. I don't know. I don't ask for anybody to be fired, but if he's not, it just seemed like he was a little comfortable, too comfortable crossing that line and not stopping himself in that moment. Thank you for your viewership on Brinks TV and your membership on YouTube and Wiley's World. Sign up, baby. Numbers continue to grow. Looking forward to it. We're about to start hosting some shows together. Yes, members will be right here. Well, not in here, not in L.A., not where I live, but they're going to be on camera. I'm going to be on camera. We're going to go back and forth discussing topics. I look forward to that for real, especially, oh my God, when football comes, it's going to get insane in the membrane right here. All right. Speaking of insane in the membrane, who is it? Tiger Woods or Erica Herman? One of them acting up, 
acting out because Tiger Woods legal battle with ex-girlfriend Erica Herman heating up. The heat is on. And Herman says Woods used his lawyer to break up with her. Oh, oh. Boy, that is kind of elementary, though. Use the homie to break up with you. You remember back in the day when you used to break up with somebody, you just wrote a note. Uh, read, read that note, and then all you're waiting for is not for them to read the note, but for their reaction. <laughs> so you don't even want to watch it. Then you just walk by and see how they were acting. Oh, she mad. Damn it. <laughs> well, you use your lawyer. I guess Tiger Woods is like, whatever. But you got to hear this story. This is interesting. So they got a $30 million, $30 million legal battle going on between the two, and it's escalated with Erica Herman accusing the golf superstar of beginning their sexual relationship when she was his employee and threatening to fire her if she didn't sign a non-disclosure agreement. She now wants voided. Uh-oh. Yeah, that ain't good. You already know you messing around with your employee. We already know the harassment charges. HR line one. And Tiger like, no, I own the, the whole thing. I am HR. But they're like, no, nah, you need to talk to somebody else then because this ain't right. If true. Herman said in court documents um, that Woods had his lawyer break up with her at an airport in October after falsely telling her they were going on a weekend trip. What man hasn't lied and said, yeah, baby, we going somewhere. <laughs> that ain't a crime. <laughs> you know what a crime is, though? <laughs> Why? Wait, listen to this, y'all. The lawyer then evicted her from Woods's $54 million mansion north of Palm Beach. What? That's what you did? Took me to the airport? Riding there, you know, they in a Maybach or something. Maybach May, May, May music. He just riding, Tiger just getting his belly rub. Erica's like, oh, where we going? He's like, just a quick one. And he ain't going to Terminal 6 like us. <laughs> he ain't going through TSA, right? Tiger ain't got to wor worry about warm peanuts. He talking about like medium rare filet, you know? And he on his private jet. It's right there. He on the tarmac. He just looking. He's like, yeah, go on, get out, baby. I want to see you walk. And then the lawyer just, whoop, like the A-team, just jump in there. Then, 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 served. <laughs> Get up out of here. Damn, that's harsh. Damn, that's gangster. I see you, Tiger. You got your red, he had his red shirt on then. That was Sunday for Tiger. The documents were filed in advance of a scheduled hearing that they have. Okay. Now, we all know Tiger Woods has this non-disclosure agreement. And he makes people sign it because he wants all the disputes to be settled privately. And it's supposed to be settled privately by an arbiter. Arbitrator, not in court. Mm, seems like another violation. Okay. Now let's talk about Herman, who says she managed, and she did, one of his Palm Beach County restaurants before and during their first years of the romantic relationship. Argues that the NDA is unenforceable under a new law. Okay. So when you signed it, it was enforceable, but now it's a new law. Oh, I could get up out of this because it can be voided when sexual abuse or sexual harassment occurred. Mm. And y'all remember that he was messing with her supposedly before she signed it. Okay. Interesting. And then it contends that Woods allegedly threatened to fire her if she didn't sign that contract. Damn tiger. Allegedly strong arming out here. All right, so we all know what that means. A boss can't impose different work conditions on his employee because of their sexual relationship. That's called sexual harassment, blah, blah, blah. All right, let's get to it. Now, obviously, Tiger Woods and his side are saying these are utterly meritless, quote, unquote. Man, I'm loving this. This is crazy. This is like real drama. This is going to be a soap opera. They're going to make a movie out of this. I can't lie to you. All right, so then, 
In her unlawful eviction lawsuit against the trust, she is basing her $30 million claim on how much it would cost to rent a property like Woods's mansion for the six years of residence she was allegedly denied. Remember, because we did this story before, she said that Tiger Woods promised her orally 11 years of residency at his mansion and only gave him, what, five? <laughs> Can't make this stuff up, dog. This is crazy. All right, so now, the last part of this that you really need to know is that she says that Tiger pressured her to quit the job and, and stop managing the restaurant so you could be around him and the kids more often. And that was a few years ago. And then Herman says Woods evicted her through trickery, right? He was going to the Bahamas and then she packed a small bag and drove her to the airport where they parked near the private plane and said, peace out, out of the blue. Well, this is an ugly situation. Let me talk about this one. Mm-mm-mm. She sounds like anybody else who's been devastated in the breakup. The first thing you do is look to blame others. Maybe your significant other that, well, your ex now, or maybe other people, you know, sometimes friends have disputes because you broke up with your boyfriend. Now you got a problem with your friend because your friend's the one that told you about your boyfriend, etc. But the first thing you do is not accountability, is blame. The second thing you do is try to get your bearings by grabbing every single thing around you. That's why divorce proceedings look the way they look. They just trying to get themselves back. Like my son the other day, he was like, daddy, it's only going to take us five hours to get to New York. New York is so far. I was like, yeah, airplanes go really fast. He said, it doesn't feel like that when you're in the air. I was like, yeah, because you don't have any other elements around you, right? But if you were on the, I said, when we taking off, does it look fast? He's like, yeah, it does. I said, it's going even faster in the air, but it's just air there. Well, you imagine free falling Tiger Woods, a billionaire. All of a sudden you leave, get kicked out of a $54 million mansion. All of a sudden you got to sue for $30 million and all these allegations. You just grasping for stuff. And then why would you want to sue for the amount that you can rent the mansion? Just buy one. You're in Florida, damn it. Buy one for a million dollars. You good, girl. But it's crazy because now she is hurt. You could tell a woman scorned. Woo! And she is hurt. She's embarrassed. She's hurt. And maybe she lost the love of her life in Tiger Woods. He's the love of a lot of ladies' lives. <laughs> if you really want to be real. So to me, it's an ugly situation. I just trip off of it. Like my breakup's been way cleaner than that. Even my engagements, way cleaner than that. No trickery, whatever you want to call that. No lawyers involved in terms of, nah, you can't do it. But can't lie, I have been in court a couple times with the baby mama, but it wasn't to this extent. So hopefully this thing works out where everybody gets what they're supposed to get based on what they really did. Because boy, the accusations back and forth. Who got time for that mud fight? We do. Ooh, I got to read this one accurately because, man, for you who have been following this story or heard about this story, this may be mind-blowing. New details surface that show former Bills punter Matt Ariza, who was cut due to sexual assault allegations last year and was out of the NFL, wasn't present during alleged gang rape. I'm going to say it again. Details says that he was not present during alleged gang rape. All right, so last August, just days after earning the starting job at the Buffalo Bills punter, 
The rookie was the subject of a civil lawsuit alleging he and two San Diego State football teammates participated in a gang rape of an intoxicated 17-year-old girl. Underage and gang rape. Y'all catching all of this. And intoxicated. While little was known publicly, San Diego police had spent nearly 10 months on the case before forwarding it to the DA without a recommendation for prosecution. You hear that? Okay. The bill said they also knew about the incident, investigated it, and decided to employ Ariza anyway. Remember that part. Remember they investigated it, and then they said, we still going to keep them. And everyone gave them hell. Let's talk through it. The graphic allegations in the civil lawsuit, however, created a public frenzy, as I just discussed. It included a claim that on October 15, 2021, party at a home near this campus, that Ariza led the girl into a bedroom where at least three other men waited. Once inside, Ariza threw on the girl onto the bed face first. The girl went in and out of consciousness while suffering through the horrific gang rape. <clears throat> it lasted an hour and a half, the lawsuit read, before she stumbled out of the room bloody and crying, in part because multiple piercings had ripped through the skin during the attack. Within days of that, in that report getting out in the public frenzy, the Bills cut Ariza, who due to his record-breaking NCAA career and his 82-yard punt in a preseason game, had already earned the nickname Punt God. Remember all this stuff. Okay. All right. Now, perhaps most notably, the DA's office concluded that Ariza couldn't have led the girl into the alleged gang rape because he had left the home at about 12.30 a.m., an hour prior to when evidence suggested the alleged gang rape would have occurred. Quote, he wasn't even at the party anymore, the deputy district attorney said. Later, stated timeline of events, all I know is at that point, suspect Ariza is gone from the party. So his life's been just turned upside down, right? Paralyzed since he was named in this lawsuit. And now you see this. He denied it from hello, uh, continues to deny it and denied it along with his teammates that they thought the girl was underage, etc. Or she was intoxicated, denied it all. All right. Hmm. More details. The only other detail about this encounter, which would have made it tricky. Watch this is that supposedly he had a sexual encounter outdoors prior to him supposedly leaving the party. So that could throw a little into the story in terms of color because he did do something at the party, just didn't do that. But that's where we are right now. So a lot of times these situations in the NFL, we know what happens. A star gets in trouble. Once again, it's under review. Back in the days especially. Of late, not so much. But it's under review. We're not going to cut them. We're not going to release them yet. Let's figure out the details. And then while they're doing that, they're trying to measure the level of public scrutiny. And once they get that temperature gauge, they make their decision. And their decision is based on the level of heat, the temperature, and the level of production that player possesses, right? And that's it. And if that temperature is higher than your production, <laughs> bye-bye, right? And in this case, it's not even about production. You're a punter. As much as we love you, punter, we can live without you, punter. So we're going to move on. And that's what the Bills did. Even though at first, 
with the recommendation from the DA, with the recommendation from the police department, and them doing their own investigation, they kept them. But boy, that lets you know how loud public criticism is. And when people talk about boycotts or making their voices heard, there are ways in which it is heard. These are demonstrations of the public outcry actually affecting things. Jonathan Majors is going through that right now. In this case, public outcry does matter. So anytime you ever feel unheard or whatever it may be, just talk. And if your voice is in chorus in unison with others, oh, it's going to be loud and it's going to be heard. The only problem I have with this, um, because look, they're still going through this, this consideration. He's still unemployed. He deserves a job. He deserved a job innocent to proven guilty. I'm still that guy. You're innocent to proven guilty. But more than that, the accusation is always louder than the apology, right? That's what's the saddest part about all this. Who hasn't been falsely accused on any level? Basically lied on, right? You've been lied on before. I've been lied on before many times. And the accusation is always louder than the apology. The lie is always louder than that. I'm sorry. And it's crazy, man. So I don't know how they fix this other than giving him his employment, but be real. There's going to be hecklers forever. He's going to get clowned certain places. This is on Google for life. His grandkids going to look up granddaddy. Oh, let's look at punk God granddaddy. Oh, oh, the articles before that are these sad state of affairs, man. Uh, hopefully he gets his job back because if this is accurate, Shouldn't have been fired in the first place. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we end every show with a Wiley-ism. Recall is not as powerful as imagination. Hmm, a little different twist, right? Recall is not as powerful as imagination. Recall, a lot of us like to do that. My sister especially wants to live in the past or just talk about those good old times. But you know what's more powerful and more energetic than even that? What gives you new life and new energy because of new potentials and new opportunities? That imagination, thinking forward, thinking what's next, thinking what you can become, imagining a greater version of yourself. That's what it's about. It's about that, man. So look, it's cool to have a brew or two. And man, I killed it. Four touchdowns, poke high, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all good to be out, buddy, but it's better to be the guy like, you know what, next week, I'm about to get four more of those touchdowns. So make sure, guys, you're always imagining a greater version of yourself, right? Even though the recall version of you probably is great as well. All right, y'all, that'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today, want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, Dad Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcel Swally, Paul Anderson, and Nick Panella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wally's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming from more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.